With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Late Night Football. Uh, yes, we're not doing a Premier League preview or review show. We're actually doing something different this time. We're actually reviewing another competition. We're talking about the Champions League uh, that has come back. Uh, well, that has returned. And uh, we had our first games. And we're here to talk about that or rant about that, depending on which club you follow. Uh, but anyway, joining me on this show, uh, we've got Gaurav back again. Gaurav, welcome to the show. Uh, it's good to be back here. Right? Yes, and we've also got Nishikan joining. Uh, Nishikan, welcome as well. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, Pleasure I think we're like, uh, yeah, I think for those of who remember the old uh, ESPN Star Sports, I guess I would be John Dykes or Andrew Lessie. That would make Gaurav Shebi Singh and, and that would make you Steve McMahon, I guess. Yeah, so basically, you should make it late night football with Nishikant and God. Yeah, I think we'll have to do that. And, and then you, know, you get the, and then sometimes you get the Sasi Kumars or you get, uh, you yeah. know, the other guys, uh, the Paul Parkers and all those. Yes, guys. up here. Yeah. yeah. Yes, no, those guys. Yeah. Anyway, I know, a little bit of a throwback there. Uh, but anyway, all right, let's, let's, let's start. Let's, let's, let's start with the, the first game. Let's start with United against uh, Young Boys. Uh, because that is, uh, that, was, that was an interesting game to watch. Uh, as, yeah, as did band. not expect that. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody. Ex- well, I mean, I, I, you know, well, I, I'm I'm obviously always pessimistic, so I, nothing is ever unexpected for me. Uh, you know, in terms of in terms of the way United go to lose, but I mean, let's get a new, let's get a non-United fan perspective on this. Uh, Nishikan, what do you think of the team selections and the the like the just selection and the substitution? Because I mean, I know there's a lot of uh, talk about that, um, and I don't know if you watched the game, but I don't know if you've got a, an idea of that. But what do you make of maybe the selections or the substitutions? Well, you know, Ole has never been very good with substitutions, right? You know, some managers like Jose Mourinho, their substitution changes the game. Ole has never been particularly good with that. But that's probably an area he needs to improve. I can't comment much on selection because I don't really know. You know, I I know United fans have an opinion on who should be selected and what, but I don't watch the United games that often to understand what players are currently in form and, and, and mm-hmm. you know who, who should be selected. So yes. I can't say much on the uh, on the selection, but definitely this was uh, not a game that United should have lost, right? And I think even with ten men, uh, United could have done a bit more than just you know sitting back. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, no, I understand yeah. that. I mean, we don't have a United fan to talk about it, but if you ask me. Um, you know what I thought. So basically, I thought the selection was the teams. The initial team selection was wrong. Uh, but I, I think that's just because you know when you think about it. Who, who, who do you think team. should have been there? Well, I think see, the thing is they were playing the fourth team in the group, right? And I think Oli kind of thought that if I don't give my fringe players a start in this game, I'm not going to be able to play them for a while. So I think he kind of played the team and not the occasion. Um, and he and he underestimated them. I think I think Varane should have started, and I don't and. I mean, if, if yeah. he would have played, you know, he should have started. I think the only reason Lindelof yeah. and Donny started. That, that and I, I would mind, agree, yeah. Yeah, and I don't mind Donny. Yeah, I mean, this is the first, it's like Arsenal against Brentford, right? You're playing against a team that has been not playing in this competition for a long time. You're playing them at home. They're going to be up for it. You don't want to take chances. And I think he just kind of thought, I'll give Donny a game. I'll give Lindelof. It's young boys, you know, they'll, they'll be good enough. But I think this is the first game you kind of play the team that you play. I thought his substitution, this is a this is a very unpopular opinion. I know I might, you know, if, if this channel was popular, we might get stick for it. I had to stick for it, but I thought his substitutions actually made sense from the point of what he was trying to do. And I could see what he was trying to do. Now you could argue that what he was trying to do is probably not what United should have done, but from what he was trying to do, I think every substitution made sense to me, except perhaps Martial, but even I can kind of justify that at the end as well. Um, because Sancho was bad. So you've got to take him off when, you know, when Bissaka goes off, you need a right back, you take him off. Um, if you're going to play a back three, the obvious sacrifice is Donny van der Beek. And you have to go to a back three because they were, because Ronaldo, Bruno, they're not going to play wide. Uh, and you can't press Pogba to play wide in a midfield too. So you've got to, the, the fullbacks were the ones who had to give the width if they needed it. So, you know, you've got to go to a back three. So you've got to take up Donny, unfortunately. Um, I thought Ronaldo was getting tired. Uh, I, I, there was, I don't know, you guys probably didn't see the game, but there was a chance in the second half and Ronaldo should have scored and he instead went down for a penalty. Uh, his legs were going, so you had to take him off. 
Uh, he could have brought on Greenwood, but I think he just wanted Lingard to give them because Lingard also does a bit of defensive work. Uh, you know, and so he brought Lingard. I think Bruno coming off was because Fred was getting overrun, so he had to bring on another CDM. He's only got Matic, so he's got to bring him on. I think the only one that was probably uh, probably Martial. I, but I think at, at the end, you, you generally do see managers sometimes put on a striker. Like maybe, you know, the, the other team will get tired. Maybe there'll be a chance. And if Martial scores, it's good for his confidence. I don't think it mattered much anyway. Um, but, you know, if, if Lingard hadn't made that mistake, uh, which got up, I mean, this is the thing that I, if we talk about Lingard, um, again, he's a, he should be able to play as a central midfielder. I mean, it's a midfield thing. He should be able to do it. I mean, it's just, you know, I was laughing at the end. I was just laughing because I was like, how is he doing that? But, I mean, if he hadn't done that, we'd probably be saying, okay, you know, United did well to get a point, but he makes that mistake at the end. Is it, is it, is it just the fact that the player is, you know, is, is that what holds Lin, Lingard back from being, you know, a good player? I mean, he's a, he's a decent player. But is, are those moments like that which hold him back from being a good player? Just that awareness and that uh, yeah. understanding of the game. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's a, a good player, player, right? Yes. Okay. I, I think so, yes. You know, a couple of years ago, maybe four or five years ago, if he made that mistake, uh, you could have chalked it off saying, nah, he, he's a young player, but he's not anymore, right? He's 28, I think. Is it 29? I think 28, 29. 28, 29. Yeah. I so, think he's been 28 for a long time, but yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely, and also I think he hasn't been playing regularly. So maybe you know you get that lack of confidence and uh, concentration as well. You make these kind of mistakes when you're not playing regularly, and even then, I don't think that shouldn't happen at all. So, yeah. No, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Nishikanti was yeah. saying um, before we. Yeah, no, I, I'm saying that, you know, Lingard is a good player, but is he a player that uh, is at the level of playing for Manchester United, right? That, that, that is one thing. And I agree with Karo's point, right? And, and yours as well, that, uh, you know, uh, you know, regardless of which team you're playing in Champions League, it's not a League Cup, you know, third round game where you're playing a second division or a third division team, right? If a team has qualified for uh, Champions League, then they are definitely better than, you know, most of the, every team in their, you know, most of the teams in their country, or in some cases, every team in their country, depend, like in, in case of young boys. So you, you, you shouldn't, like, drastically overwhelm your team by changing everyone and just bringing <clears throat> fringe players. Because the problem there is, like Gaurav said, you know, fringe players, they probably haven't played the games you know, too many games. They don't have uh, that kind of match fitness in their legs, right? Not enough games in their legs. Yeah. So that shows. Yeah. Right? Had it been a team like, uh, you know, a Middlesbrough or Portsmouth from some, you know, either Champions League, Championship, Chef, or, or a league, you know, uh, some third division from England, that's a different uh, scenario altogether, right? Uh, and if, if you look at, uh, you know, Chelsea, what Thomas Tuchel did, even though we were playing supposedly one of the weaker teams in the group, right, Zenit, uh, but he didn't go about, you know, completely bringing in uh, players who have never played the game, right? And that's what I've seen even managers like Jose Mourinho, etc., doing, right? They, they you know, if, if it's Champions League, yeah, I mean, it's a good occasion to maybe bring a couple of players who haven't played, but don't like overwhelm things. Right? He only and, made and, two changes. Yeah, but he, it was fair. Varan. Right? Yeah, Varan like and Varan uh, Greenwood didn't there. play. No, but the thing is, I, I just... No, yeah, it was, so not Greenwood, the fact I think, didn't play Newcastle game as well, right? Because yeah. of I think I, I think this kind of shows an inexperience from the manager. I mean, you don't yeah. play your French players in the first game of the. That, you know, yeah, that's what it was. If if this was if this was Villarreal Atlanta, they would not, he would not have made those changes. It's yeah. because he was playing Basel because he realizes that you know this is the games where he can rotate, so he's got to rotate. So he brings in. But if, if this was a third or fourth game of the, of the group stage, it wouldn't be a problem because you know you've already yeah. got a couple of games out of the way at home. This is the first home game for the opposition team in a long time. Yeah. You know you should always be careful when you make changes in a yeah. game. Yeah. Like also, that. also but there's it, a, a league cup game next week as well. I think midweek. Yeah, but that's West Ham. So again, I don't know if he'll be able to make too many changes for that either. Yeah, I mean West Ham, you should because they are actually playing quite well. Yeah. So, I mean, anyway, we'll, we'll see. But anyway, let's move on. I mean, you know, we don't want to take too much time with that because there's so many other teams to talk about. But the only good thing for United is that Atlanta and Villarreal drew with each other. So, at least it's not like a three-point gap. I mean, there's still three points to Basel, but at least uh, the two other teams that theoretically will be in, in contention for those two spots 
uh, they are not too far off. So at least that is a good thing. But I mean, who knows? Maybe Basel will pull out a surprise and actually qualify for the for the. Basel are actually a very sorry, not young boys. I keep saying Basel. They're actually young, young boys. boys. Ah, uh, yes. I keep saying Basel. Young uh, boys. I thought even fight. Basel was in you. Yeah, well, they're both Swiss clubs, so I keep getting confused. But yes, <laughs> uh, young boys, uh, they might very well, uh, you know, who knows, surprises and qualify um, for that. But anyway, uh, let's move on to uh, let's, let's move on to Chelsea against Zenit. I think that was uh, another good game uh, that we saw. Um, it was good in the sense it was 1-0. I mean, I actually watched the game. Uh, so, uh, I mean, Lukaku scored a goal, which is obviously a great thing, which is what he does. He scores against small small teams. Uh, <laughs> not just anything there. Uh, but no, we, with Lukaku doing what he does, I think uh, it's, uh, it's so far it's looking like money well spent. 100 million pounds. Uh, looks like so, a- so far, yeah. So far, it looks like money well spent. But, uh, you know, Zenit played really well. They made it really, really tough for us. And uh, our passing in the final third, if you uh, look at Mount or, or, or uh, you know, uh, Ziyech, uh, Ziyech. Ziyech, right? So our, our passing was pretty poor. And I, I don't think it wasn't like, you know, we had spaces and we made passes, but we didn't really, we couldn't really pull it off. But Zenit was, uh, you know, playing really well. They were pressing it pretty well. They had that low block, closing the angles and the passing lane pretty well. So they made it really, really tough for us. And and none of the players we have, you know, in, in, in the mold of, a, let's say, Cesc Fabregas, who could, you know, break the line, uh, you know, even, even with the most minutest of gaps, right? So that's where we, we suffered. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that shows what, you know, having a, a proper number nine, a good finisher can do. Because all Lukaku got was one chance, one you know proper chance, and he buried it, right? So that that's the difference from last season, and I think that that's something that Chelsea fans can certainly it would give them a lot of hope that you know for good things for this season because we have that uh, Drogba or Costa like striker who could who needs one chance and he would bury it, you know. Yeah. If if it were last season and we had let's say a Timo or a Kai Havertz playing up front, it, it would have been impossible to win this game. I don't see us winning this game. It would probably resulted in a one nil loss or a nil nil draw, right? But thanks to Lukaku, he got a chance and scored one. I, don't know, I think it would be a little bit harsh there to say that it might have been a loss, but uh, anyway, no, it would is... have been, you know it could have been a draw even this game because uh, Zenit missed a really open goal. Right. Well, I'm uh, sure Chelsea uh, missed a few open goals as well. Was Werner playing? Did he miss? No. No, Werner, Werner, <laughs> no. Werner did not. Uh, no, no, <laughs> so no. So we no. did not um, miss any open goals yeah. this, no. this time around. Yeah, no, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's hard to say, but I think Chelsea do, uh, have got that defensive solidity. I've always had that defensive solidity. And now I think the fact that they've got a player who can maybe take one or two chances that they get, that come their way. Uh, you know, it makes a big difference. It really does. Uh, which reminds me, actually, I forgot to talk about Aaron Van der Sarkar's red card, uh, which... I mean, again, uh, I don't. It's it, it it's one of those where the slow motion it looks like a red card, and then you but you don't actually know how much the player was actually hurt because he was really reacting a lot. Uh, but it did change the game. I think that's something that uh, is yeah. uh, is obvious there. Uh, but let's just. Uh, I mean, I, it's not a lot much to talk about Chelsea because I think it was a very functional, very routine win. And yeah, it's, it was, it's not routine, but it was it was a functional game. And I think yeah, it was a again, mechanical win. Yeah. Yeah, but I think again, what it shows is how settled Chelsea are, and I think yeah. that's. That's what you want to see as a team is, is someone settled. Uh, Gaurav, let's talk about Barcelona against uh, Bayern Munich. Now, I think Bayern Munich, for me, are probably the only team that can challenge Liverpool, Chelsea and City for the title. I mean, obviously, it's only one game. We don't want to make too many conclusions. But I think uh, if you if you were to ask me the four favourites for the Champions League, it would probably be Bayern, uh, City, Chelsea and uh, Liverpool. In no particular order, but I think those would be my four picks. Uh, how much... It's it's just it's 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 inter- incredible to see Bayern Munich right as as how I mean we talk about Chelsea being settled and and all that which Bayern Munich just there's there's no transition period at Bayern Munich is it it just keeps the machine just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling uh you know just goes on players just keep coming and going but they just do so well yeah because they buy all the best players from Bundesliga you know <laughs> well even that but even still I mean it's it's even if you buy the best players there's no transition period it's just like everybody just settles in together and. They, I just think that they manage it very well. Like even though they buy players, they just manage it very well. And that's yeah, anyway, that's I, I think, what I think. But the only time they struggle, uh, I think, is when they're like two or three players that are out injured. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. you know and and uh, sane is also finding his form back he was struggling the last season uh, he was in and out of the team but he has been really good this season yeah he was really good in the international back as well for germany so yeah. he actually have a uh, as you said who probably be for me probably favorites along with chelsea this season because you know yeah, they are really solid at the back just like chelsea are and same good finishers and uh, really good wingers as well so uh-huh. yeah uh-huh uh-huh yeah <laughs> chelsea and bayern are favorites uh-huh yeah totally totally i believe i buy it i buy what you're selling chelsea yeah there's a third, there's another team there in blue that that's probably in the back of everyone's mind yeah chelsea uh, yeah if bayern. if we had uh, if we had managed to bought kane then i would have put city up there yeah you know, i'll talk about city yeah. because i actually have some very interesting questions about city to talk about we'll, we'll keep that um nishikan barcelona i mean Okay, so it's one game. They lose three nil. I mean, the fact is, it's concerning that they didn't that they didn't get any shots on goal or shots on target. All of that. Um, they actually have had a decent start of the season, but uh, that is it, it's going to take time. It's just going to take time for them to get back. So yeah, they have had a decent start of uh, to the season, but then you know they haven't really played a proper team in La Liga. Right? They have played teams you would expect them to win. even without having a very good squad now against bayern i think they had a lot of players injured they had the uh, martin brathwaite injured they had like two three injuries even jordi alba was not properly fully fit he played and now he's injured for like i don't know 15 days or 10 days or something like that uh, I, i'm forgetting now one more name one more player uh, pedri mm-hmm. pedri also got injured right he also wasn't properly uh, fully fit and he played right so they also did not they, they, their squad was depleted right so you can't really party as well i think he's having some he's not been party. Able to yeah and so party was yeah. also yeah so their squad was depleted so it's no surprise that they lost to uh, bayern right and, and i really personally i don't expect them to do you know anything surprising this season in la liga as well they'll they'll win against like teams like espanyol and all those Uh, teams that you would expect them to win against but if when they come across atletico madrid or real madrid i don't expect them to win they simply do not have the team for that yeah, yeah. also do not have the coach for that <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so yeah. but now you you mentioned bayern and i i think uh, you know one of the the point that got up made they buy players from bundesliga right they with the buy you know best players from bundesliga the very not very often you would see them by going to some other league and, and buying a player right so that certainly helps because you're buying a player who is familiar with the league uh speaks the language right so that really helps them gel well together with the team and on top of that they have a really good coach uh hansi flick but at the same time no, they don't, don't have flick anymore are, but yeah. uh, It's Sorry, now, not have, yeah, Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann now. Yeah. Nagelsmann, yeah, my bad. Nagelsmann, who's See, a very good. We all forget things. That's okay. We, we, yeah. yeah, we saw <laughs> RB Leipzig. Right? They reached semi-finals. Yeah, under him, right? So apart from the choice of Blazers, you know, he he's a fantastic coach. His Blazers. Does does his choice of Blazers affect his coaching ability? I wonder because if it does, <laughs> then Pep Guardiola is a really bad coach because he doesn't even wear a blazer most of the time. No, uh, it doesn't. It just like you know, <laughs> catches uh, eyes. You know, it's egregious <laughs> sometimes. Uh, Pep, 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 Pep actually talked about this. You know, after the first season, after actually the Centurion season, he said uh, in his first season at City, he was always properly dressed. Uh, you know always in suited and booted properly and he said his wife told him to you know get all these permits out of the way and uh-huh. focus on the coaching and the team and yeah, yeah that so then pep practice. realized that no fans are coming to watch anyway so what's the point of yeah. that <laughs> okay anyway yes yeah, sorry you are making an important yeah so yeah, yeah. so I but i still think they are uh, very dependent on uh, what's it levandowski right? mm-hmm. and and it kind of uh you know it kind of showed against psg last season mm-hmm. but they did not have lewandowski and and they lost they have a really good team but i think if if you know if if there is a game where lewandowski has a off day which is extremely rare or if he gets injured then i think again uh, bayern munich can suffer mm-hmm. but if lewandowski is in top form right then uh, it will be very difficult for anyone to stop bayern 
Yeah, it's funny how Bayern Munich have Thomas Muller, who once upon a time was a stone cold finisher. Yeah, uh, could score a goal pretty much from anywhere. Not he scored a goal a shot, last game. I don't know how this season will go for him. But you know, yeah, I mean, if he's he actually, starts, yeah, he's now pretty much a creative midfielder as opposed to being a striker yeah. or a winger. But there no, was for, a time when, if for any reason Nagelsmann can make him replicate his form of the past, then that's another thing to worry yeah, about. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, how things work out these days? Muller is not. But anyway, um, yeah, I think Bayern against Barcelona. I I, I do like Barcelona's young talent, Cord. I mean, I. I feel that they're in a much better position than Real Madrid at this point in terms of their young talent. Like they've got uh, Mingueta, they've got uh, Araujo, uh, they've got uh, who's the other guy? I forget. Uh, Volgavi, Tuig, uh, Pedri. They've got. I think there's another defender that I'm forgetting, but uh, there's also uh, Dest, who's also very good. And then you've got yeah. uh, Fati, who hopefully will recover from his injury and do well as well. Well, uh, uh, I guess is unknown. He might not make it, but. I mean, there's so many, so much. They have they good young really players, play. but you know, yeah. at, at the top level, when you're playing a Champions League game against the likes of Bayern Munich or Manchester City or Real Madrid, right? Yeah, it's gonna take time. You, you need gonna, that experience. Yeah, it's gonna take time for them to to get together. Hopefully, yeah. they will have the patience. I mean, Moriba has already left, but hopefully, they will all have that patience to work together. But we will see. They'll need a new uh, coach, though. I mean, yeah. we are talking about an Everton reject coach. Yeah. Well. Well, yes. I mean, in some ways, yes. But then, I mean, Tuchel is a PSG reject. Uh, you've got... Uh, yeah, PSG uh, reject know. and Everton. He's also a Dortmund I mean, and, in some ways because Dortmund fired him. Yeah, but, well, yeah. but again, so. Dortmund is a top club. PSG, he got them to a European final. Their first ever and only European final till date, right? Yeah, only I mean, yes. Have no, they not they don't. Well, the no. Champions League final, probably only, yes. But they have been yeah, in European finals before. Uh, Champions League know. final, only Champions League final, right? Yeah. So, anyway, well, I mean, yes, I mean, it's hard to say, but yes, you will see what Coman does. Um, I got a quick note on another player because we've talked about a big plus, but here's a player. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Phil Foden, there's a lot of talk about Jack Wheelish. You know, there's uh, all these young players that are coming through. Jude Bellingham, as I like to call him, Jude Bellingham, sometimes he's he's someone uh, to watch out for. I mean, him and Kamavinga, actually, but uh, though, yeah, those are two are, the, are probably going to battle it out in that in that in that midfield supremacy sticks because. Sensational players, both of them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, to be honest, I think uh, uh, Liverpool and City are both linked with him in the last few days. And I, I actually see him moving to, uh, you know, uh, next year. Next year or maybe a year after that. But as you said, a brilliant, brilliant talent. I mean, yeah. he, he plays. His playing style is kind of similar to Foden. You know, I hear exactly the like likes to play in the midfield. He does play a bit deeper though, right? Compared to Foden. yeah. Yeah, he's more of a box to box than for me. Foden actually was bit, also a. He reminds me a bit of Yaya Toure, actually. I think he's probably more Yaya Toure than yeah. Foden. I mean, I remember uh, Jose Mourinho, you know, before these Euros, uh, he was part of the Talk Sport panel. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mourinho said that Jude Bellingham is probably the best box to box midfielder that's around right now. That's a high praise. So that's indeed. a huge, co- yeah, huge yeah. compliment coming yeah. from, especially uh, for attacking midfielder, for anybody who plays in a bit of offensive role. But yes, I think he's he's a he's a great talent. Um, I always sign him for my FIFA 21 teams because he's cheap and very good. So there's always that's always a good indicator of someone being good when you sign them for your FIFA teams. But no, but yes, he, I mean he's someone. I, I still can't believe how United didn't sign him two years ago when they had they did gave a tour and all that. I think that's just something that. Um, you know, is that, and I think that's something that we may live that United may live to regret uh, in 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 years to come. But yes, I think Liverpool probably needs someone like him. City probably, yeah. well, City don't need someone like him, but then it doesn't matter. Right? They need on they have money to spend. Well, so. uh, maybe maybe we do need. You know, Gundogan is like 30, 31, so he'll yeah. probably be. You know, yeah, maybe a replacement. Replacing, yeah, a couple yes, of years. That's possible. Maybe. Yes. Well, yeah. So yeah, I've heard Chelsea are interested as well. Well, I think every club is Everyone, interested. Everyone, like Holland, right? It's like Holland. Yeah, every yeah. club is interested. Why would you not be interested in a in a young in an English young player that is gonna is potentially a good player who's gonna give you years yeah. and years of service? Oh, Why wouldn't God. you be interested if you're an English club? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure every club is interested. But anyway, uh, we'll keep that's one to keep an eye on along with Erling Haaland. I think. All right, uh, let's move on to uh, let's move on to uh, the, in the next day of fixtures, and I think we'll talk. I mean, uh, Real Madrid. One nil, I think, it was a little bit uh, non skip Inter Milan, I mean, that's, that's some of the club. I mean, you know, it's a good way to talk about some of the clubs you don't talk about. Uh, but uh, Inter Milan, champions of Italy, so to say. But uh, there, there's there's issues. I mean, for them, I mean, they probably will. They've not. They didn't get through the group stage last year, um, and then they're gonna have a fight on their hands this year as well, just with the players that have gone. Yeah, I mean, come in. yeah. I mean, they've lost uh, two of their best players, Hakimi and uh, Lukaku, right? Yeah. Probably one of the best right backs and 
one of the best center forwards. And they lost their manager. And they lost their manager. Yeah. And they lost Ashley Young. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's no problem. Yeah, but, um, but yes, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. But <clears throat> no, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah, I mean, uh, so far their start has not been bad in uh, mm-hmm. La Liga. If Seria. I remember, Seria. they have won their. Uh, sorry, yeah, Serie. My yeah. man. Uh, Serie A. So they have won their games. I mean, they're still champions of mm-hmm. Italy. So, yeah. uh, and and clearly they did. I mean, they lost against Real Madrid, but it it wasn't like uh, one-way traffic or anything, right? So yeah, the finishing was bad. I think that that's yeah. where they were missing a Lukaku, yeah. perhaps a striker to score goals. Yeah, somebody else missing a Lukaku or yeah. yeah. But that's but, what hundred million you know, does. It it yeah. buys you a player that that scores goals for you, and it takes away a player from another team that that scores the goals for them. So turns yeah. one nil results around. But uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that one nil one nil that probably we got last night, which they didn't. But they've got Edin Dzeko, right? Uh, yeah, I think they they got Dzeko. They've got yeah. the Lautaro Martinez, another good player. Yeah, yeah. Lot, Lautaro Martinez is someone who always uh, confounds me because he's simply always linked to big clubs. Whenever actually makes the move, it doesn't ever yeah. seem uh, like. I, I think he's a good second striker. He he's not someone who can lead the line, right? He he needs a, a big striker along with him, so, much like uh, Werner, right? Uh, I don't think they are. <laughs> players who can lead lines but yeah i mean uh, you know me you know I, i'm not too big on their coach as well I, I can't i you know i don't think he's that experienced at top level right i mean he, uh, yeah. to to be able to but then again you know even with the experience antonio conte hasn't done jack shit in uh, champions league right i mean he wherever yes. he plays he almost always wins the domestic league but his champions league record has never been that great and, yes. and we saw it with Inter as well, right? So you never know. They were not. I wouldn't say they were too bad. Yeah. If anything, the kind of players Real Madrid had on paper, Real Madrid has a better team than Inter Milan. So it's it's probably reflects more on Real Madrid yeah. uh, negatively than it does on Inter Milan, right? Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, I mean they did lose, and I, I don't think uh, a lot of people are expecting them to do that great as, uh, anyway. But in terms of the team that they have got, uh, you know, I think Jacko and Martinez can link well together. I mean, Jacko is a fantastic striker, right? Wow. So he's old though. And, and there is this thing with uh, uh, Milan teams of buying old players and then still, you know, making them do well. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do well. But last match specifically, I think it reflects negatively more on Real Madrid than it does on it. Yeah, I think for Inter Milan, the fact is that the third team probably will be Shakhtar Donetsk, but they lost to yeah. Sheriff. So, uh, you know, this does seem that there is a, that there sh- it should be fairly smooth for them to get through. But anyway, yeah. you never know. Maybe I mean, even if it go down to Europa League and maybe you know end up winning it, that would still be a great result for Inter. Yeah, yeah. Somehow Italian mm-hmm. teams don't do that well in the Europa League for some reason. But even when they do yeah, well in the I mean, Champions League. But anyway, uh, it's one to keep an eye on as well. Uh, let's talk about the two English teams to run this up. Let's start with Liverpool first because uh, uh, it was a maddening game. Uh, 1-0, 2-1, 3-2. I mean, it just uh, it goes... I mean, what I, what I just feel got up though is, is the one thing I noticed is Anfield. When it's full, it's, it's something, isn't it? I think they missed the crowd last season. I think Liverpool missed the crowd. They have it now, you know, on the back. It really makes a difference, doesn't it? Having a full Anfield uh, when you're playing, you know, Liverpool yeah. as opposed to just playing... Uh, uh, you know, in, in an empty car, it just makes sense that the difference doesn't it? Yeah, definitely it does. Uh, I think they have the you know best atmosphere in the you know Premier League when the state uh, stadium is full, the fans are there, and yeah. they actually pour their heart out. You know, yeah, they are all even if they are losing, they are always cheering the, the players, which is something I think a lot of teams lack. You know, even uh, I mean, Old Trafford is a really big stadium, a lot of fans as well, but at times when United are you know, playing bad or if they are losing, you could feel it from the crowd, the tension mm-hmm. from the crowd. Same, same, same with City, if the stadium is full. But uh, Liverpool, the fans are brilliant. The local fans, they're always behind the team and even when they're losing. So, yeah, it yeah. definitely helps. They probably have the best atmosphere. One of, they're very, they're one very of the European in that, in that sense. Do you, Liverpool are and, very European. You know, compared club. to, yeah, yeah, compared to, I think Old Trafford is not that big as well. 
it's not as big right? I so think it's 50, 000, 50, 60, yeah, so, yeah. so it's not a big stadium 50 60000 yeah. people i think it's in the same yeah. Yeah. Fans are think closer, built in such a big, way like, you know full is like hell for uh, opposition teams right? they they and i agree with what god said they they will continuously make noise it doesn't matter if they're losing doesn't matter if they're winning yeah. they they'll continuously be backing their team and make it harder for the opposition yeah uh, that that's why you know i mean on i don't know if i i can't remember like i i said uh, you know at least when when talking in our uh, facebook group that the win against sorry the draw against liverpool with 10 men is almost as good as a win elsewhere because at, at a full anfield being able to hold on to that kind of result is 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 an impeccable job and we saw what happened yesterday right? milan was were leading at one point uh, mo sala had missed a penalty penalty milan were leading but the fans didn't con- you know fans continued to back their players up the players had didn't drop and they ended up winning it that that's how they overcame that 3-0 deficit against barcelona as well right who would have expected them to overcome that kind of deficit Yeah, that's true. And Shikhan has been two and a half weeks. I think we can move on from the Chelsea Liverpool game now. I think <laughs> trying to shoe on everything. And no, um, no, but no, I mean, yeah, no, no, I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah, it's 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 a nice moment. Uh, but I mean, talking about the, the game itself, though, um, Shikhan, I mean, two goals conceded. I mean, they scored three, which is good, which shows that they're starting to get into an attacking rhythm. They also scored three against Leeds, so that's good. Uh, but those two goals conceded will be a bit of concern. Maybe the fact that they the Milan were able it, it to would be. I mean, it's a happy moment for me, and that's one of the things I uh, I see the game and I the first thing I see. Okay, Liverpool can are going to concede goals. Right? They they are conceding too, so it's hmm. you, you can't score against them, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's one thing that gives hope to me as an opposition, right? Yeah, that this is a team that can lead goals and that you know. maybe one day mane and salah doesn't uh, click they don't click and then they don't really have a backup who can score right they so, were without van dijk na liverpool yesterday yeah van dijk didn't play i think oh okay oh, okay well even yeah yeah i mean i guess that makes a big difference but again that's the same thing though not having van dijk yeah. makes a big but then difference. yeah if if van dijk yeah. is not so, there then you can see two goals yeah when when, when yeah when is yeah. the everton game when is when is shot don't pick third playing i mean they'll, they'll make sure van dijk plays against the big teams right they, yeah. they'll for sure make sure that van dijk plays against the big teams mm-hmm. but what happens when he doesn't play against uh, leeds united or, or or against a brentford or a leicester or an everton and they concede that goal and they can't make you know bridge that deficit that would benefit rivals right so that certainly gives me hope but again uh, from a neutral perspective it was a great thing right yeah. ultimately salah scored and i think the form he's in he, he he'll probably have another uh, a 30 goal season maybe this time around right yeah. he he is again in incredible form uh, yeah, salah spending, but spending his feet yeah. yeah it would be scary if liverpool go out in winter or or maybe you know if not this season maybe next season and bright by proper backups for salah and uh was mane then it's they yeah. could be a very scary team. it's always difficult isn't it how, you, how do you buy a quality backup like how do you buy one like yeah. they would want to sit on a bench right that's so, a i mean in a city and you can throw money at maybe they get out or psg for that matter um you know where they've got icardi and those guys at backup sorry i'm taking too many digs at city but uh, yes but but it's difficult it's that, that's what you got to do if you want to buy a prop you know i mean by proper i don't mean you have to buy a world class player but someone who can score because klopp in general doesn't buy uh, you know apart from van dijk if you see mohammed salah or sadio mane or uh, you know robert uh, diego jota these kind of players these were not established names right jota came from wolves i mean yeah he had a great season in with with what's the himenes what's the name yeah. of the yeah himenes uh, yeah, he had a great season there but he he is not someone who tends to go for very big names and he he yeah. develops those player really well right so who knows he can buy a uh, you know if if he buys a player who he can develop and make him make them into a lethal finisher uh, someone who could uh, you know come on when salah or mane is injured 
Yeah. That'll be disastrous for other teams. Yeah, well, he's been trying to do that with Minamino. That didn't work, but uh, maybe somebody else is, is available. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, all right, let's just wrap this up. Uh, final one, uh, Manchester City against... Um, who did they play again? Leipzig. Leipzig, yes, yes, Leipzig. That's, that's a, on paper, that's a big clash, but I mean, Leipzig are not the team that they were last season. Unfortunately, lots of departures. Uh, it finishes 6-3, like uh, in the spirit of the US Open tennis competition. I think that City was giving a little bit of a tribute to Emma Raducanu, I think, uh, with that 6-3 performance. Uh, but Gaurav, I mean, for the last five, six months, I've been hearing about how Gabriel Jesus is not a great striker. He's shit, he's all of these things. He's turned up this season, he's scored, what, four five goals? He's scoring goals. For a shit player, he's not bad, is he? He can score goals. He's, he's not a bad player. I mean, uh, are City know, fans trolling us? Are they, is that like, uh, I mean, is that one of those things, you know, when everybody's a 95 and then you have somebody who's an 88 or an 89, so he's shit? Is that, is that, that kind of thing? <laughs> you know, the, th- the thing is, uh, uh, the amount of chances we create, last season, uh, nobody in Europe missed more clear-cut chances than uh, Gabriel Jesus, actually. that this This was a stat. So his record is actually pretty good. If you see the number of goals and assists he has in the uh, total games he has played, you would say mm-hmm. that it's a really good record. But sometimes in some games, he's really, really frustrating. And maybe playing as a winger has had been this season, you know, it takes off that pressure that you have to score in every game or, you know, two goals in three games, something like that. So maybe that has helped him as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the position that suits him. Right. And and Pep has finally figured that out. That's why he didn't let him go this season. I think there were some offers that yeah. uh, for his use, right? Yeah. So well, yeah. I think I also think he uh, plays but very still, well. But still, good news. City did concede three goals. Yeah, that that yeah. that's another one, isn't it? They concede three yeah. goals as well. I mean, that's uh, was was uh, John Stones playing in this one? Or was it no, still no, the no. Portland okay, players? No. Right? Okay, and yes. Okay, and okay, yeah. Ake and Diaz. Oh, Ake played. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Nathan Ake, played, unfortunately, it? lost his father yesterday. Yeah, the sad, sad thing. But uh, yes, he did score a goal, I, I have heard. So he did yeah, have a good game offensively. He... But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a sad, sad uh, condolences to Ake and his family, of course. Yeah. Uh, but uh, on that note, I think, um, yeah, three goals conceded. Very, uh, very uh, interesting part. But I mean, it makes sense if Ake played, uh, you know. Uh, defensively, I don't think. But, don't but apparently, UEFA's uh, defender of the year plays and, and concedes three goals. Right? <laughs> so I just wanted to bring that up, you know, because that that there, there, there was you, a team last you, season. Did you, that, did you just want to bring that up? Was there something else? Do you feel something no, else? Should you know, have been the there. another point I want to bring that up is that there was a team last season that conceded four goals in entire Champions League and won the league, won the Champions League as well. But UEFA Defender of the Year had has conceded three goals in a game. <laughs> well, every season, every season is uh, different. We uh, conceded like one goal last season in the group stages, complete group stages, I think. Yeah, but you guys play AC goal. teams in the group stages, so it's not yeah, group stages, uh, not this, not <laughs> this season, apparently. Not this season, but last season was a very easy group. From I mean, yeah, this season, even this season, I feel well, yeah. I mean, it's actually a little bit of a tough group. If Leipzig had their players, it would have been a tough group. But I think it's uh, it's going to be. Uh, we guess we're going to finish first because PSG suck. But anyway, uh, yeah, PSG, there's another team to talk about as well. But anyway, uh, 6-3. Uh, I guess we talked about uh, Gabriel Jesus. Uh, the three goals conceded is a little bit of a concern. But I know there was a lot of talk about Rodri not playing that well. Um, Gaurav, can you say some, shed some light on that? Uh, what, what do you think of Rodri? I think uh, uh, it was more of uh, Gundogan. You know, we were missing Gundogan in that midfield. Uh, Bernardo and uh, uh, De Bruyne are more of a, you know, attacking uh, midfield. They can play that number eight position, but I think Gundogan does a really good job. He might, If you look at the game, he might not seem to be doing that defensive part really well, but he actually cuts that uh, lines of pass. He, he also wins possession high from the midfield. So I think Rodri missed him. He plays really well play alongside Gundogan. So he, he was also, I think he is carrying a knock or something because he went down a couple of times in the game. And both the goals was actually mistakes from the defenders, you know, the lack of concentration, all that stuff. Yeah, we're going to talk about. Uh, how do you think Nathan Ake, Nathan Ake has been for you guys? Because I uh, mean, to be honest, that... I think uh, last season was like the fourth season he was out injured, and even this season he 
whenever he played, he played alongside, you know, uh, Mendy on his left. So he actually had to cover up two positions, play as a left-sided centre-back and also as a wing-back at times. So that certainly, certainly hasn't helped them. So maybe if he plays alongside Diaz and uh, Cancelo, you know, on the left, yeah, maybe he would, that would be the right time to judge him. Like, I wouldn't judge him right now. Yeah, let's see if he gets that opportunity to play. Uh, Nishikan, final thoughts on City. Uh, Jack Wheelish looks like he's finally settling in uh, very well at, uh, at Manchester City. He's starting to have an impact. Um, did you expect yeah. £100 million again? You'd expect that, but uh, he's, doing, he's doing it. He's doing the job for City. Yeah, yeah I mean... The market is inflated, especially when it comes to homegrown players, right, in English uh, leagues. So, 100 million pounds is not something unexpected. Uh, it, it's it, it's what you would expect for. I mean, West Ham are asking same money for uh, Redland Rice, Rice, and he's a, a defensive midfielder and sometimes plays as centre back. Jack Grealish is, was always one of the most uh, you know productive attacking. Uh, players in the league, right? In terms of dribbles, in terms of chances created, take-ons, etc. He was he was very productive. You wouldn't rate Declan Declan Rice that kind of. You wouldn't see that kind of, uh, or or even among the defensive midfielders or centre backs, you, you wouldn't probably rate Declan Rice that high, right? But but still, he's being you know, but uh, they are putting a price tag of that 100 million or 80 million around him. So no surprises that. Uh, 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 Jack Grealish cost 100 million for City, but yeah, I mean, I, I did you know, as much as I had hoped that he wouldn't shine for City and he would probably flop just like many other uh, opposition fans, I, I'm not surprised that he's settling down. And, and I think he, I fully expect him to be one of the standout players in the season for Manchester City because he's a really good player. He had a very good Euros as well. You know, uh, whether he came on as a substitute or whether he started, he performed really well, even in the Euros. So no, no, no surprises there. I think I expect, I fully expect him to do really well. Uh, now that now he's surrounded even with uh, a very capable players compared to what, what he had in Villa. So I, I only see him doing better than what he had done before. Yeah, I think he's a class player, Jack Willis. He yeah. really is. And uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good purchase for, for Manchester City for sure. Um, we're going to end on this, but I forgot we should talk about PSG very quickly because uh, I mean, as a, I think it's the first time in the Champions League that you get to see Neymar, Messi and Mbappe starting together, but they still only manage a draw. Um, of, I mean, again, the issue is not the front line. It's, it's that midfield, isn't it? They don't really have the, it's, it's, yeah, they have players who have got to do a lot, uh, you know, defensively. And uh, somewhere Pochettino is going to have to figure that out because either he's got to tell those three in the front to do a little bit of tracking back or, or he's got to maybe beef up that midfield. He's got to do something differently because it's not working out for him, at least not in the big games. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't I think, think front three is going to track back. Yeah, Messi and Neymar have never tracked back. They won't. And I, I wouldn't really even ask Messi to track back. You just do what you want to do as long as you can score goals. But, but if Verratti then, doesn't play, their midfield is toothless, right? But and then that is the down problem the is like uh, you have Hakimi on the right, right? So he's more yeah. of a wing back than a conventional yeah. fullback. So that's yeah, 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 yeah. problem. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the yeah the well I mean the mid the goal came from midfield. Herrera was the one who scored the goal, so it's the goal even came from they didn't come from the front. It came from the midfield. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's an issue because uh, if you've got to have so much attacking, then the midfield really has to do a lot of work defensively. And uh, they don't seem to have a lot of serious. I mean, Manaldum is not really a proper defensive midfielder. Herrera is not a proper defensive midfielder. As Nick Nishikan said, Verratti probably is, but I don't think he's like that defensive hard man. He's more of a deep line playmaker. So they have a yeah. lot of passers, not a lot of ball winners in that. In that what, team. Yeah. What, and, and what they need is someone who can organize that midfield, right? Coach gives the instruction at, in the dressing room. But now with fans back, what they are shouting from sideline is barely audible, right? So you need that kind of player who can give instructions to others that, you know, be in this position or do this or do that, right? They, they don't really have anything like that. And if history is anything to go by, we have Galacticos as an example. Teams with all the superstars don't really, doesn't necessarily mean they will win a lot, right? And I expect come. I fully expect this PSG team to be one of those, right? Also, Rance instead of 
world conquerors. Yeah, like yeah that. that's true. I mean, to be fair, there's that. a clip circulating in social media where Messi has the ball and everyone else is just standing and looking at PSG players, right? Rather than making runs and dragging defenders along or at least getting into the position where he can pass in a meaningful way that could result in something meaningful. None of them are doing that. And, and I don't even, I wouldn't even blame coach here because if you are at this level, regardless of what uh, is being coached, you, you have to use some, some, some amount of your brain. You know that there are certain situations, doesn't matter what system you have, doesn't matter who, who's playing. If, if someone has a ball and you want to score, then you make a forward run. You, you try to create space. That, that's, you know, football 101. And that even also, that's not happening. I also think their midfield is kind of overrated. I mean, apart from uh, Verratti, they don't really have that creative midfielder, you know, someone like yeah. Fernandez that United have a Pogba or City have De Bruyne or, you know, Chelsea have Jorginho and Kovacic. They sort of lack that creative midfielders, kind of similar to what Liverpool, you know, Maybe yeah. if they signed uh, Fabinho instead of uh, Wijnaldum, that would have helped them a little, you know, <laughs> sort out that. I think defense. they probably signed Wijnaldum to be that kind of defensive. Uh, but he isn't. He's, not yeah. he's more of a box-to-box. I think Wijnaldum is yeah. a box-to-box player. I think same with Herrera. Uh, Draxler is more of a number 10, but you don't really need yeah. a number 10 if you're going to have Messi. You can't you can't carry a Draxler if you're already carrying Messi, Neymar, and, and, uh, and Mbappe. You can't afford to carry a Draxler. Di Maria, same. Sometimes he plays on the wing, sometimes he plays in midfield. But again, uh, you can't afford to carry him. It just feels like there are players that need to be carried defensively in this team, but there's nobody Maybe. who can carry them. Like It just, it just yeah. feels like there's nobody who can carry them. I think they yeah. could try Messi at the number 10 position, you know, uh, give him sort of that free role and play someone who will drag back on the right wing, maybe Draxler or De Maria. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think either of them want to try back. I think, I think it yeah, also... Even it, at United, De Maria never used to track back. Yeah, well... But that yeah, was one of the yeah. complaints. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe Draxler. Draxler... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Draxler does that. I've heard that Draxler is lazy. That's what I've heard. So I don't know if he does that. Maybe he does. I haven't seen a lot of him. Yeah, but the thing with Draxler is, right, he doesn't carry that big of a name. So if a coach says, boy, if you want to play, you need to track back. They can't say it to Neymar because Neymar will give you goals. Mbappe will give you goals. Messi will give you that that kind of thing. So you can't say them. Tell them that if you don't track back, you don't play. How? Yeah. I think teams you will also, you know, target that right wing of theirs with Messi and Hakimi. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, oh, they're not going to win. Yeah, just play Hakimi uh, as a right winger. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, just play Pochettino as a will be winger. seen paving roads in 2022 World Cup in Qatar. You know that that's going to happen because no, he is not no, going no. to. <laughs> he no. is not going to make this team win win anything. No. I, I simply don't see no, that. But they anyway. have big names, and that's 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 all. They're great at in on paper, and that, that's yeah. I mean, I mean, just the point. I mean, make keep play play Hakimi as a right winger. I mean, you know, he can he's got a decent cross on him. You can play him on the right wing, and then he tracks back, and you bring in a right back. Maybe that is an option. Uh, you know, and you, and you yeah, but that would mean losing an attacker. Um, but, they, but they've got Messi at number 10. They've still got the three attackers, right? I mean, do huh, they need yeah. more? Play, I mean, play, play five but who would you take off? So if, if your front three is Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe, so, to who do you point, take you off play, to get? No, but to, to Goro's point, you play Messi as a number 10. So then you've got that somebody on the right wing. So you play Hakim in the right wing. Uh, so whoever in your, in your midfield three, you drop one of them and you bring in a right back. Uh, who can play on the right? Yeah. So you know, uh, yeah. I it could be. I mean, you could probably drop Herrera. Probably seems the easiest option. He's in form, but you rotate it around and you figure that out. I don't think it will happen. To be honest, I I don't think Messi likes playing as a number ten. To be honest, I don't think he likes it. I think he likes playing on the right where you know he's not crowded out by the central midfielders and he has a bit more space in the football. I don't think he likes playing that position. I know he can play it. I just don't think he likes it. Um, yeah, he knows. I think he knows that if he plays in that number ten role, he will be surrounded by three or four players most of the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, definitely doesn't prefer playing there. Yeah, because I think Luis yeah, Enrique he, tried he would to rather come him. from wide into the central position. Yeah, so I think Luis Enrique tried to play him as a number ten, and, and Messi almost got him sacked until he decided, you know what, I'll play on the right wing, and then they won a treble that season. But uh, so you know, so uh, that I think that that's there. But anyway, that was Barcelona. This is PSG. We will see what happens. Uh, it's still very early to make predictions, obviously. I mean, you know, who would have thought at the end of the first game last season that Chelsea were going to win the Champions League? So you never know what can happen. It's futile yeah. to make... Uh, I mean, Nishikant may, may have thought it, but, uh, you know... No, I never. I mean... No, I, 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 know, I, I know you did. Nobody did. <laughs> Nobody thought Chelsea were going to win it um, last season. They're a good team, but nobody thought. So things change. Things happen. 
Uh, but we will see. We'll keep an eye. I mean, of course, you've got game week two coming up as well. There's some actually tasty clashes coming up, not necessarily in game week two, but we've got we've got United against uh, Atlanta to look forward to. We've got Chelsea and Juventus to look forward to. We've got Real Madrid against uh, Valenta again, but uh, we've also got uh, City against PSG to look forward to as well. Those will be mm. exciting games to watch. Uh, and of course, we'll keep an eye out on those three. I expect Pep Guardiola to school Pochettino that way. Oh, well, or, or will Messi now, school Pep? Now I don't. That's a question. Now I don't. No, I think in a clash between City and PSG, I don't think you can look past CS, City as, as favorites. I mean, as simple as that. They just have a better team. Uh, you know, maybe it's PSG have better players, but City have the better yeah, team. Yeah, City had the better team. City had the better so, coach as well. Yeah, yeah. So Hold I don't on. think you can, you can look past that. I don't know if it'll be school, and I don't know what school means, but. It should be a win. The city should win nine times. I mean, uh, Pochettino is a very good man manager, right? But but he, he, he it's not complemented as well with his technical nerves, right? He he does he manages players really well, and they are willing to do everything for him. So they so he gets the best out of them in that sense. But tactically, he uh, I mean I don't think he's the best. And 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 at this point, I think in PSG, even if it's forget tactics. He just has too many big egos to deal with, and, and that's not uh, healthy for any team, right? Yeah. Because no matter whom you play, you have a very big name sitting on the bench, and that guy is not going to like it, right? Yeah. So well, and then and then you need a manager who's got that cash. I mean, Zidane had it. Uh, Ancelotti. Has Zidane it. had it. Ancelotti is known as the diva um, whisperer. Pochettino yeah. probably does not um, have it, yeah. just because of the names. But anyway, I think he's um, someone who will do you know good at teams like Spurs or Everton, but. Yeah, he sort of. But he can build a team. team. He can build a team, and he can like he got Spurs to their only European final, right? So well, again, only Champions yeah. League final. They have won the European trophy, so they've been in the European final. Okay, before. my bad. So let's, only let's... Champions League final. Yes, that's right. It. Again, yeah. and, just, and, just and probably a, the know, only final in I don't know how long. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he does well with teams where he has you know players whom he can grow and develop and he did that with Spurs and I think he should have never left left Spurs had he stayed with Spurs they would probably be well, in a better him, place though. they were sacked they sacked him so yeah sorry they that. sacked him yeah exactly yeah. Daniel Levi and, and ended up uh, buying Mourinho so when I said he should have never left left Spurs I mean they shouldn't have ended that relationship is what I meant well anyway so, Spurs have moved yeah. on and so we will be so we'll be with this episode Spurs have moved on yeah yeah yep. uh, and but, uh, uh, Yes. Anyway, thank you. Uh, we'll talk about the Premier League and we've got Premier League shows coming up anyway, so we'll, we'll keep that on. But thank you so much, Gaurav. Thank you so much, Nishikant, for joining me today. Really appreciate your yeah. insights. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with our Premier League preview show because we're going back again uh, into the weekly grind. So we're going to be back again tomorrow with, with that one. Uh, so stay tuned for that. If you did enjoy this video, please remember to share a like uh, and subscribe to the channel if you're new. I really appreciate that. And uh, yes, and you can still continue to tell me what you think about this uh, new Merchandise, we've got, got a few comments about it, but I hope to hear a little bit more as well. Yes, so the cameras isn't very good, right? It doesn't show it properly. So anyway, but anyway, uh, thank you so much for watching and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care. Have a good day or night. Bye-bye. Uh, lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.